0: Call on your name. Let your people, O God, weep and cry between porch and altar. God, you remind us to be strong and of good courage because you are the one that has gone before us and you are the one that fights for us. God, you are holy. You are righteous. God, you are wonderful. God, there is none like thee. Oh, come on, church. Can we stand to our feet here tonight and just begin to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and just see what God's hand will do tonight? Oh, come on. Can we begin to get our minds on the Lord? Can we begin to open our hearts to the Lord? Can we Begin to rend our hearts and not our garments unto the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. Uh, He is worthy to be devoted to. He is worthy of our love. He is worthy of our clap. He is worthy of our shout. Uh, Somebody begin to magnify Him right now. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. Uh, My God is victorious. Uh, My God is omnipotent. Uh, My God is my man of war. He is my healer. He is my comforter. Oh, somebody begin. And to magnify your god yeah. here in this house uh, we were born in the fire yeah. oh somebody oh, yeah. ignite the fire in the house tonight oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, baptize us with your fire here. Oh, God, begin to move into this place. Uh, God, let it be a spirit of liberty. Oh, God, let it be a spirit of freedom. God, we bind every spirit from hell in this place. Uh, oh, God, begin to take authority, God. Invade this place here tonight uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Uh, somebody shout unto your God with a voice of triumph. Uh, if he's been good, you should be shouting. If he has been good to you, you should be clapping your hands. Uh, Somebody uh, magnify your God here tonight. I am thankful that I'm apostolic. Uh, I'm thankful that I know the one true God of Israel. One God. Uh, I serve the one on the throne. Uh, I'm thankful for truth. Uh, I'm thankful that I've been born again of water and of spirit. And he is with us. If somebody would open their heart tonight, see what God will do. If somebody begin to get their mind on the Lord, see what God will do. I'm believing that a young person will be touched here tonight. I believe in a God that can still heal. I believe in a God that can still move on his people's heart. I believe in a God that still, still performs miracles. And tonight could be your miracle. I don't want ordinary. I want the extraordinary. I want supernatural tonight. Somebody begin to lift your voice. God, begin to anoint the ensemble. Let it be the spirit of the Levitical choir. God, let them sing down your glory. Let us shout his name here tonight. God, let your glory fill this temple. God, let your glory fill this sanctuary. God, I don't want to move until you touch me. God, I want the fire. I want your spirit, God. I want the wind. God, send the rain. We hear the sound of the abundance of rain. God, for our children, for the generation to come, for our families, for our marriages. Oh God, begin to move in this place in Jesus' name. Come on, new life. We were born in this fire. Begin to focus on God and see what he'll do. Oh, God, move in this place. Sing unto the Lord. Oh, come on, church. of your Shekinah glory God to be where you are God is what we desire oh God visit us here tonight God visit your children Lord Jesus God we desire to be in thy midst God, take us past the holy place into the holies of holies, God, where you are, God. Lord, we desire, God, to encounter you here tonight. God, begin to minister on your children, God. Bring us, God, in the shadow of thy wings. In the feathers of that compassion, God, bring us to that secret place, God, here tonight, where you are, God. Your name is a strong tower where we can run to you, God, and be safe. One day, God, is what we desire, just to be with you, God. God, rain down in this place. God, saturate us with your glory. Fall into this house, Jesus. matter what this world throws at us, no matter what befalls us in life, we should be encouraged that God has something very special for us. And that scripture that says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can even comprehend what God has in store for us. And that thing that he has in store for us is for you, his children. And it's everything that we endure And everything that we go through, whether it's persecution, suffering, or the cares of life, it's going to be worth it. And tonight, if you're going through something, just trust God. He has something in store for you. And what's beautiful is his timing is perfect. It's impeccable. He's punctual every time. He's never late. He has his own clock. He doesn't need daylight savings time. And the Senate does not even determine his time. Amen. That is the God that we serve. And when when God pours out that thing that he has in store for you, it's perfect. Amen. Be encouraged here tonight. We're going to continue to sing unto the Lord. If you have any need, we will pray for you here in the altar. Let us continue to worship and praise our God. to thank God for his goodness here tonight. And we just begin to thank our God that his faithfulness is good and reassuring. God is good, and all the time he is good. Amen. He is worthy of our praise. I appreciate his love and his mercy. And then his goodness is reassuring. In this crazy world, it's good to have stability. would you agree? And I am thankful that he is the rock of my salvation, the chief cornerstone, amen, can't be moved, amen. You may return to your seats this evening. So good to be in the house of the Lord, good to see my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I trust that you've had a good week, amen. I'm going to make just a few announcements. Now we remember <clears throat> t-shirts for our church retreat. We have our church retreat uh, June 29th to or excuse me the 28th through the 30th. The t-shirts will be due the last Sunday in April. children's size will be 1250. adult size will be 1450. Uh, food and rooms will be due the last Sunday in May. It'll be50 dollars for ages seven and up and 125 per night at the lodge. Once again, beautiful area, Summer Mills, and I am looking forward to the fellowship that we are going to have together as a church, amen, that we're going to come together, we're going to be blessed, we're going to have Brother and Sister Rayner from Tennessee, but it is a good time that we st- leave everything, our, wor- our workplace, our situations, and just come together to celebrate God and begin to build the unity of a church, because a house divided cannot stand, but a house unified will stand. And nothing could come against it. Amen. I mean, our church, the gates of hell, shall not prevail. Amen. So we are entering in what they call Holy Week. And so this is where we recognize and celebrate the the last days of Jesus Christ and his humanity, ending that earthly ministry. This last Sunday was Palm Sunday. It would have been the triumphal entry into Jerusalem where he rode a donkey, just like King David to signify that he was a king, and they call it Palm Sunday because all the people in Jerusalem laid down palm branches just like they did for King David. It was to signify a king. They knew that the Messiah was coming. They believed, amen, and too bad they didn't realize the real work that he was doing, amen, and they cried Hosanna in the highest, amen, and then we're coming up to the Last Supper, and then Friday we need to take a moment and recognize what Jesus did on the cross for us, All the sin of humanity on His shoulders. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. But He did it because He loved us. And it was part of a greater plan to bring us to Him. Amen. And then, Sunday's coming. Amen. I'm looking forward to remembering the resurrection for He is risen. Amen. And don't forget, this Sunday we're only going to have one service in the AM. And we're going to be celebrating Jesus' resurrection. And as pastor said, he's praying about recognizing communion. Amen. Is there any other announcements? Actually, I do have an announcement. It's just been a long day. Please forgive me. This Saturday at 11, we are going to be having our media ministry training. I've had several come up that have not done it before that are excited. They want to get involved with the church. They want to find their place with the kingdom. And I'm excited to train them and to see what God takes our media ministry. It is a worldwide ministry. We have people all over the world that listen to our podcast and our YouTube. Amen. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Amen. I believe it's part of the Great Commission. Correct? Amen. I'm so glad that we get to use that tool to perpetuate the gospel of Jesus
1: Christ. Amen. Is there any other announcements this evening? We have, we have the flyers in the foyer, and also we have the basic uh, conduct expectation list in the four year so they one per family please.
0: Amen is there any other announcements yes sister White yes.
1: Let me, since you didn't have a mic, ladies' conference this month, April 28th, 29th, Campbell, also Sister Rodriguez, has been so uh, gracious to bring all this food, and it's, again, for any family that would like it, please don't leave any food here. It's for you. So please go to the Welcome Center and get some food. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Rodriguez.
0: Thank you so much, Sister Rod. Amen. If there are no more announcements this evening, we're going to receive our Wednesday night tithe and half-shekel offering. Our ensemble may be seated. At this time, I'm going to ask Elder Phillips to come and get ready to preach. Amen. Make sure we smile and wave at another. Amen. Good to see everybody.
2: Try this again. Praise the Lord, church. It's good to see you all tonight. Good to be in the house of the Lord once again. Amongst my brothers and sisters. I'm honored to have this opportunity to speak to us tonight. Not planning on being long. We'll just let the Lord have his way excuse me, give honor to my pastor and evangelist Simmons, brother John, brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord. <coughs> the Lord is acting up. I just wanted to speak a little bit before I actually get into uh, to the message. We had the opportunity to go to convention last week for the um, regionals. And there was a preacher there that preached a couple of nights, and and one night he used this text as his message. It came out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse
1: 33.
3: Be not deceived. Want me to read it for you? Go ahead. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners.
2: I'll read it again. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Again, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. And right after he read this scripture, he preached. And he preached evil communications. You see, what happens with us is with the word of God, the word of God, I say this all the time, the word of God is truth. But it's not always true. I'm taking my time. The word of God is truth, but it's not always true. And the reason why it's not always true is because if you're not a born again believer, you can't take what the Word of God says and use it in your repertoire. In other words, if I'm not born again, no weapon formed against me, I could say that all I want, but it doesn't apply to me. I could say I can do all things to, through Christ, which strengthened me, but it doesn't apply to me because how can Christ be strengthening me if I'm not of Christ? Because the Bible tells us that if we have not the spirit of Christ, we are none of his. So when people spew the word of God in a way that is not correct, it grieves me. And it should grieve you. I heard a a person today on the radio say, 60% of America profess to be Christians. And of that 60%, only 9% have a biblical worldview. And you sit in here and look at me right now and say, what's a biblical worldview? Can I get an amen? Amen. Because most Christians don't know what a biblical worldview is. A biblical worldview means that I view everything that happens in life from from the pages of the Bible. So when circumstances happen in our lives, it's not just happenstance, it's because the Bible has predicted or has stated that something will come to pass. And if we are Christians, our children of the most high God, we've got to believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. There is no shaking it up. What's in the beginning is in the beginning and what's in the end is in the end and everything that's in between is truth. And all that truth should apply to me if I'm a child of God. And all that truth should apply to you if you're a child of God. Amen. Amen. Let's stand for the reading of the word now. I'm going to be coming out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verses 12 through 14. Isaiah 59, verses 12 through 14. And the word reads, for our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. I'm going to say that again. Our sins testify against us, for our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. And transgressing in lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Let us pray. God, let us. Let us receive your word tonight, God. Use me in the way that you desire to use me. Open ears, God, that they may hear. Open their hearts that they may receive. And let it fall where it should fall, God. Let us stand on the word of truth, O God, knowing that it's ever settled. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. The grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. America is in a crisis. From our schools to our government to our churches, America is in a crisis. The Word of God is absolute and the Word of God is truth. And we live in a society where my truth is my truth and your truth is. Could be your truth. They're calling things good that are evil and they call it evil good. People are more in line with the LGBT community than they are in line with the Word of God. There are more people that don't want to crush a Christian than they want to stand in line with a criminal. A criminal can bust glasses, he can break down walls, he can shoot somebody in the street, and he can get out with no bail but let a child of God profess that they love God. Let a child of God profess that there are only two genders. Let a child of God say that homosexuality is not right and they want to take us out. There is something wrong with America. America has lost its way, and yet we call ourselves a Christian nation. The problem that we have is that truth has fallen in the street. Truth has fallen in the street. We look at Isaiah speaking to the children of Israel, and he's telling them that truth has fallen in the street. Why? Because they were sinning. It wasn't that God's hand was shortened that he couldn't save. It wasn't that his ear was heavy that he he could not hear. He could hear and he could save, but he chose not to because of the sins of the people. And the sins of Israel have rose up and come and become the sins of America. Because we wrap, we wrap ourselves in our sins. We, we, we do the things that we want to do. We, we live the way that we want to live. And then we come to the house of God and we act like we're holier than thou. But God sees. And since God sees, he doesn't hear. Let me let me correct that. Since God sees, he chooses not to answer. Right. Since God sees, he chooses not to deliver some of us out of our situations, but we, because we've chosen to go the path of the unrighteous. Right. And when you desire to do the things of this world, God is going to allow you, and he's not going to save you from judgment that is going to come your way. Notice what the scripture says. Let's go back to verse 14. And it says this. And judgment is turned away backwards. And judgment is turned away backwards. And justice. Hold on for a second. And judgment is turned away backwards. God wants to judge all the nations around Israel for all the crimes that they are doing to them. For all the hurt and pain that they are committing. But because of their disobedience, because of their sin, God said, judgment has turned away backward and I won't do it. It's not that I can't do it. I won't do it because my judgment is turned away backward. In other words, God wants to come and to judge those things that you fight against. But because of your sin, he turns away. And we wonder why, woe is me. Why? Continue. And justice. And justice. St- I got it, sister. I'm sorry. And justice stand afar off. I can't get no peace. I can't get no justice because it's standing afar off. You know why? Because when justice wants to come, justice comes this way. And he sees judgment going that way. And justice says, if judgment is here, I can't render justice. So when judgment turns away, justice just stands afar off and says, oh, I want to. I really want to touch my people. I really want to deliver my people. I want to save those that are lost. I want to come to their rescue. But truth has fallen in the street. And, and truth, this is, this is what's happening. And truth, is, truth is laid out in the street, in the highways, in the byways of life. And now judgment has turned away. And justice is looking afar off because truth has become a roadblock. Because truth is truth. And truth will not allow things to go past that are not truth. Truth has fallen in the street. And now it says truth has fallen in the street. Judgment has turned away backwards. Justice stands afar off. And now equity can't even come. Equity can't even end and we're so we our world is so concerned about social justice and and this and that and all this other stuff. Can I tell you something? We don't have a racial problem in America. We have a sin problem. Right. When God created us, he created the human race. He didn't create this and that and all this other stuff. It's these if it's all right, pastor. These leftists and crazy liberals that have changed the wording to cause confusion. I identify as a dolphin. You can identify as a unicorn. My preferred pronouns are he and him. Where does that come from? Because truth has fallen in the street. And when you begin to understand that, in the political realm and all these things that are occurring, it has nothing to do with a pronoun. It has nothing to do with sexuality or gender confusion. It has to do with they want to get rid of. Moral relativism. I'll let y'all look that up. Karl Marx. These people, the objective is to get truth out so that my truth is my truth, your truth is your truth. And what happens is everybody have their own truth. And when you get into a conversation, you, if it's I could use you. I identify as the son of God. Identify as his angel. And c- confused people now say, this is the Son of God. And this is his angel. Why? Because truth has fallen in the street. So whose responsibility is it to lift up truth? Come on, so you, you got to be with it. Whose responsibility is to go and grab and lift up truth? Because truth is falling in the street. God has called us to proclaim truth. God has called us to be his ambassadors. God has called us to call that which is wrong, wrong, and that which is evil, evil, and that which is right, right. God has called us. And we're only a remnant and yet when still we, we walk by truth sometimes. And we, oh, truth is, truth down. And then we go tell somebody, hey, I saw truth on the ground. That's why I never put my Bible on the ground. I'll never lay truth on the ground. Now, I want you to think about this. In in the next verses, I didn't give them the next verses, it would go on to give a prophetic word that God would come and redeem his people. And here we are now, approaching Easter. In a couple of days, truth would be on trial. I'm taking you, I'm taking you, I'm taking you to the cross now. Remember, truth has fallen and truth say, now I got to redeem my people. So truth... Has come in the flesh. Truth said, you know what? Ain't nobody else can redeem it. Nobody wanted to pick me up. I'm gonna raise myself up. And truth gets up, and and truth stands before the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all these religious leaders, and stood and stood before him, and and truth spoke to him, and they didn't even know who truth was. All of them had studied the Torah and, and, and they, they look for a Messiah and, and the Messiah shows up and truth is in their face but they rather believe a lie than to believe the truth. So they try to kill truth. And truth now stands before Pilate. And Pilate acts truth. Wow! Pilate asks truth, what is truth? And truth spoke so loud without saying a word. Truth said, I'm going to show you what truth is. They condemned truth to die. And Polly condemned them and, and truth was beaten. With a crown put upon his head. And truth was beaten so bad that when he went to Golgotha, he couldn't carry his own cross. Simon that Cyrenian had to carry his cross. Why? Because when truth was walking to Golgotha, truth had to fall again. Truth has fallen in the street. But I got some good news for you tonight. Truth got up. Truth got up. And truth began to walk and follow Simon, and, and truth, cross was laid, and truth. I don't think they had to force truth on the cross. The cross was laid, and truth said, That's mine. And truth laid on the cross, willingly giving himself. And then the cross was raised up. Now, truth, which had failed, was now erected. And once truth was erected, there was nothing that anybody could do to stop it anymore. There would be no one stumping on the truth. There would be nobody talking back to the truth. There would be nobody persecuting the truth. Because now truth was erected once again. And then truth said this. It is finished. Now nobody stole me. This is just my thought, Pastor. Truth left. That fleshly container and went handle some business in the grave. Truth said, Now I've got to go fix those things that Adam messed up. Because Adam fell. Come on, with me, somebody. Adam fell when he sinned. He fell when she sinned and they had to be erected or get out, of, kicked out of the garden. So now truth has to go back and deal with some stuff. That serpent, that food, Adam, truth went down to hell and said, you got something, brother. You've got something you've taken from my children, and I want it back. And as a matter of fact, I'm not asking for it. Give it to me. And the devil couldn't deny truth. And the devil gave the truth back, the keys and the keys were given to Peter, and then all those keys that was given to Peter was given to you. So that truth should never fall again. But our problem is this we are the children of Israel of today. This is my question tonight. Is there something in your life that has caused truth to falling in your to fall in your life? Because as long as truth is on that ground and has fallen, judgment is gonna turn. That's so you can always have battles. That's Justice is going to stand far off so you won't get what's rightfully yours. Equity won't come your way because truth has fallen in your life. My God says that I, I confess my sin. He is faithful and just to give my son. So I ask you tonight. altar is the place to get rid of all those things that prevent you from getting what you want from God. Let's not just profess to be apostolics when we're in the house of God. Let's be apostolics every day of our lives. God bless you.
1: Amen. Put your hands together. Thank you, Brother Phillips. Wonderful. message hopefully has you thinking, but more so about yourself. As he was preaching that message, God began to speak to me about something in Isaiah. I want you to understand that in every society, Before Christ and after Christ, people have rejected truth. Isaiah was prophesying to the church. And the reason that judgment went backwards and justice stood afar off, if I may, was because an elder hit it at the end. And I appreciate it, but I'm going to hit it stronger. It's because you and I don't repent. The verse that he quoted If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness is more than just a mouth confession. What he is saying there, if I repent of my sin, I acknowledge my sins and turn away from my sins, I will be forgiven. No matter what the world is doing, and I agree wholeheartedly, America is in trouble. The world is in trouble. But it's our responsibility, as he brought out. Again, he didn't hit it as strong as I'm going to hit it. The reason the world is getting worse and worse, first of all, it's prophesied. Secondly, because the church of the living God has allowed sin to remain in their life. Yes, we have. We do things we know are contrary to the Word of God. We do not repent. We don't make it right. We continue to defile the temple. We continue to watch and go places and do things. We continue to do all the things that the Word of God, truth, tells us not to touch, not to handle not to taste, and He will receive us into Himself. I really believe you and I need to understand what repentance really is. I think we need to go back and read the difference between Judah, excuse me, Judas and Peter. One did not repent. One repented bitterly. It's quiet. You weren't quiet when Brother Phillips was preaching. He was all gun-ho. But now the application comes for you and me. The Bible is plain. If we can go to Second Chronicles 7, verse 13 and 14, If I shut up heaven... If I stand afar off, if I don't hear, I'm not coming. Because why? The church has transgressions that speak against us. (laughs) That's why he's standing far off. That's why we don't see the things that he wants to do. Sin is sin for me as well as you. And if we allow it to remain in our life, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin, we are dead. We are alive to self and dead to Christ. Instead of dead to self and alive to Christ. This just opened a door for me. I didn't expect it, but I'm going to walk through it. If I shut up heaven that there'll be no rain, or if, if I, I command I... the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Who? People. Who? People. The church. Think about it. If he withhold his hand from the church. And if I send pestilence upon the church. Mm -hmm. Verse 14, as he was saying, he wants to redeem his people in Isaiah. If my people, not America, not the world. If the church, which are called, not a denominal church, not a Trinitarian church, but a church that is Jesus' name baptized. In Jesus' name, called by the name of Jesus, believing in Jesus as one God. If my church shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. What is that? I venture to say some of you are sitting there right now. I'm standing and we're saying I have no wicked way. I think that elder said it, holier than thou. Yet there are simple things that we no longer do. Prayer, fasting, some of us in giving, some of us in faithfulness, in church attendance. I could go on and on and on. But we think we're all right. Search me, God. I thought, David, a man after God's own heart, said, Lord, renew a right spirit within me, and take not thy holy presence from me. He was a man that knew how to repent. I need to revisit repentance for me. I can't speak for you. I couldn't make you do it. I couldn't force you to do it. Only God can, and hopefully this message will give you hope that if you want to see things different in your life and in this world's life and in this church's life, it is time that we begin to repent. And when we do anything, listen, when we do anything, we need to stop for a moment and be sure, is this according to the Word of God? If it's not according to the Word of God, I better run. What does the Bible tell a man to do? Flee fornication. There are things in our life we're not running from. We're running to. The church of the living God is fighting for their identity. Who are we? What are we supposed to be? How are we supposed to appear? Wednesday night teaching again, Elder. I wasn't expecting this. wasn't prepared for this. You opened a door, and I need it. I need to understand again what what is repentance. Is more than a word. It's more than just saying, "God, I'm sorry." Do you know we are so in a condition of society that all we say all the time, "Oh, I'm sorry," we don't change. Kids do it. Teenagers do it. Adults do it. They do so. Oh, I'm sorry. And you see them doing the same thing a week later. Am I guilty? Or are you guilty? Beautiful message tonight. But it's my responsibility to bring it home for me and you. What am I going to do with it? truth has fallen in the street, not because of America, but because of me. Just think about that for a moment. When I say me, not just me, but the church. For those of you that have been in church any length of time, it's not the same. As it was when we first got in. You can say this and you can say that. You can say whatever you want to say. The real root is this we don't repent. We hear a message like right now, or we hear a message Sunday or Sunday night or whenever, and we sit right there. We try to avoid the issue. And if we do come, very few of us, hopefully this doesn't apply to you. We just say, I'm sorry, God, but there's no change. Repentance has got to change my direction. It's got to change my mindset. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. When the church of the living God truly repents, then he will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sin, and he will heal our land. I don't care who's in office. I don't care what their agenda is. They don't understand the power of the church of the living God when they're on their knees and repenting and crying out to God, help me, God, to live a holy life. Help me, God, live a life that's pleasing. There is no power in hell that can stop the church. There is no policy, no law. There is nothing that can stop the church. There's no prison bar that can stop it. There's no fines that can stop it. But you and I have got to learn and then apply repentance. God is waiting for the church to repent. Think about that. Here is a God waiting for his people to turn back to him with all their heart. just for a moment of the sermon got me today think about it thank you Elder. truth is falling in the street let's do what we can to pick it up the Lord bless you tonight the Lord keep you the Lord help us all amen